Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and no, I'm not grumpy. Why do you always think I'm grumpy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by these agitated adventurers. Say hi, everyone. No, no I don't want to. No. <laughs> okay, don't sod go. off. Girl. That's a bit violent, oh God, isn't it? Sod Gwendolyn off. said sod off. <laughs> sod off. Definitely grumpy. Well, Oren said twat last episode. No, I did. So... I did. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> well, shall we all calm down with a nice cup of tea? Oh, yeah. We yeah. wish. <laughs> Let's cue the theme tune. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice. Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice. Seize your sheets and D20. Let's play D&D. Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand. You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans. Take a turn when checks are missed. Roll initiative. Brandish your blades. Don't fail your saves. No risk too great, no choice to roll. This is your story. No guts, no glory. Confront your fate with every roll. Every Success for us upon the dice. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is no small loss. So, after filling Orin in on all that had transpired in his absence, the party decided to head onwards, following Gaius's tracking to the mouth of a cave. Gwendolyn used her wand of secrets to discover a hidden door with a bloodlock and the celestial words King's Blood above. Enkidu offered his blood, and the door opened, leading to a series of sticky tunnels. The abyssal sap inside slowly began agitating the party, with Gwendolyn, Orin, and Enkidu all becoming grumpy and annoyed. The tunnels were filled with dunamancy patches and hedrons, and small chambers with more bloodlocks. These activated an illusory Bruthus Lister, who questioned the party about their activities to confirm which string they were on, 
before directing them through further doors. It was during this that Orin revealed that he had witnessed the deaths of Gaius and Juna whilst using the divination table. As they progressed through increasingly sticky tunnels, the party realized that holy water could be used to negate the abyssal sap and began using their stock to clear the blood locks. All of it. <laughs> Despite this, the agitation grew, with Juna becoming grumpy and Enkidu becoming hostile towards Orin. And after a final angry burst from Enkidu, he reached inside himself to find Light, who guided him towards drinking the final flask of holy water. With Enkidu's head clear of the agitation, they proceeded into the final chamber, being confronted with the question, tea or coffee? <laughs> a unanimous answer opened the way into a large hall filled with sofas and a roaring fire. That's where we pick it up. So this um, this room that you see before you, yeah, it's got the the vibe, the air of a large wealthy estate. The kind of like crenellations around the edge, sort of ornamentation on the woodwork, wooden paneling throughout these beautiful plush sofas. There's probably about twenty or thirty sofas in this space, all in different places around the room. Um, and at the far end, a very big fireplace with a roaring fire in the middle of it. It would be comforting if it weren't for the fact that. Almost every square inch of the walls and some patches on the floor and the ceiling have got these hedron things. Uh, these little blue gel-like patches dotted around. Those are the dunamancy patches, yeah, yeah? exactly, yeah. So whilst it, like, from the initial look, you go, oh, it's a nice relaxing space. There is clearly a lot of the abyssal um, seepage happening in this room at the same time. Mm. As you kind of step through into the, the clearing, at the far end, in front of the fire, you can see a table with a, a, a selection of, of uh, teapots and teacups waiting for you. Hello? Anyone in here? Well, seems like it's just us at the moment. Great. We just sit and wait. We don't have to. What if we can find a way to get through a ward or something? What, are you a ghost? The last time we were in a room like this, we sat here for 12 hours and everything went the way they wanted it to go. So what if there's a way we can just, I don't know, get out here and get out of here and explore more on our own terms, you know? Sure, let's look around. Can I investigate the tea, David? <laughs> <laughs> yes, start with the tea. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I've got a tray full of D20s and I didn't look at which T20 I'd rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Pick the one that you like. <laughs> yeah. uh, investigation. 11 for an investigation of the tea. It looks like tea. Uh, it smells like tea. It's quite warm. Um, probably what catches your attention more is on, like, beside uh, one of the teacups and the, the teapots on one of the trays um, is a little note that says, when asked, please present your mask. There's a note over here. It says, when asked, please present your mask. Hello. Well, that's a bit stupid because most of us don't have masks. What's the point of that? I mean, we all carry a mask, but that's like a little bit deep for our taste. No, but that's probably what they're asking, isn't it? Time to present you, Gaius. Great. Am I the mask of this group? I mean, our mask. it's part of your name. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Present, the ma- present your mask or masks, as in plural. Your mask. Okay. Um, kind of rhymes a bit as well. It does. Maybe it's a riddle. Part of a I riddle. Don't, I don't want to give. I don't want to give guy away. Present your mask. We could just present my mask. Like I could take off my mask, give it on the table if asked. But also, we're looking for a guy, aren't we? We're looking for um, our demonology 
contact. Do we see any sign of lived life, David? As in, like, that someone has been here? Uh, not so much in this space, actually. There's no dust anywhere. Uh, it seems to be quite clean, though whether or not that's kept clean through magical means, you don't really know. You're welcome to make an investigation check around the space. Can I investigate the tea as well? Yeah. Yeah, actually, everybody make uh, investigation checks for various things. Can I ask if the note that I found, if does it look like it's been like ripped off, like it, there might be more to it, or whether it's a very specific note? No, it's it's almost like a cut card, sort of thinner, like paper-like thing. But um, yeah, it's cut to the size of the message. Okay. Are we rolling investigation checks for the tea or for something we want to investigate in the room? Either. Whichever you prefer. Because I would quite like to investigate the Dunamancy I feel like I should roll at disadvantage. and maybe send Ruana through one of them. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. I'm looking for forms of, like, surveillance or, you know, things that might be seen, you know, as, like, mm. a, a way of monitoring people in the room. Um, yeah. And I rolled a nine. Okay. You, you do have a quick look around. You can't tell whether or not there's any kind of magical surveillance going on. There doesn't seem to be any, like, you know, holes in the walls that people are peeping through. Um, and I think, Orin, your detect magic is probably still up at this point. Oh, yeah, probably is. Yeah. Um, so you go to pester Orin and he, like, <laughs> kind of bites you off a little bit, but tells you that no, at the very least. So, yeah, you're quite happy that there's, there's nobody watching you in this space. Yeah, there's no one here. I got an unnatural 20 for investigating the, the Dunamancy bits. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you kind of make a nice circle around the room, first of all, like I say, they're kind of everywhere. And as you're kind of looking through them, you're getting a sense of what should be there physically in the room with you and almost like what's beyond it, what it could be stopping. Like you, you almost feel like you're getting a, a glimpse into the abyssal realm through some of these. Most of them, it seems like there it's like bookshelves and like bits of furniture and stuff, like just brick walls in places. Um, but there are one or two spots that you can just catch a glimpse, almost like a, a painted picture beyond, mm-hmm. of just a craggy landscape, um, soft glow uh, in the distance. And there are also one or two spots that there is, or there are, creatures oh. very close to the edge of these things. Again, they almost look like paintings. They're not moving. One in particular worries the most. It's got kind of like uh, a bull-headed demon, quite large wings behind it, and it's the tip of its horn is just about at the edge, on the other side of this gel patch, of this dunamancy, yeah, gel. Mm. And you, you, that one worries you because of how close it is. Oh. Is there any indication of how long that would take to come through that particular thing? No. Or is that not clear? You can stand and watch it for a while if you like. Uh, yeah, like while everyone else is doing their things, I might just like keep an eye. Mm-hmm. Okay. But not for too long because I feel like in seeing it, time is a bit more of the essence. And June is like sort of points out what's going on for sure. Mm-hmm. Daryl, you were checking the, the tea, weren't you? Yeah, with an eight. Oh. <laughs> I think I'd just drink it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it tastes like tea. It doesn't have any adverse effects on you. Um, it's quite a nice tea, like a little bit fragrant. Not quite a twain tide, though. <laughs> Not quite a twain tide. Yeah, <laughs> I'll join one of the others. I'll probably join um, Gaius. Um, Orin, I think, 
was is getting hacked off and so i rolled at disadvantage and i rolled an at one for a 14 um <laughs> and i think he i think he's just got distracted when guys come over and it's just like i think maybe he was looking at the, the hadrons as well but then it's just like it's turned away and it's like Psst, what what right okay i've completely lost my train of thought now oh sorry i was just um trying to get to the to the couch there well we're gonna sit on it then or go and throw yourself through one of the portals or whatever it is that you want to do, mass Bard. Okay, I'm feeling a bit attacked, but you know what? I know this is, this is not coming from you, this is coming from a different place. I just want to say you look really handsome today, and I go to the couch. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's all very well talking, but there is actually some danger coming our way. Okay, what, can you show us, Mr. Thorne? There. Well, isn't that handsome? So I think whatever we're here to do, we need to do it quickly. Well, we don't know what we're here to do, do we? No, we don't. Gwendolyn has started um, lifting up cushions and she's looking to see if she can find any more notes like that. She's doing it in a really passive-aggressive way. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's no more notes, Gwendolyn, especially not under the cushions. But... <laughs> David, David, I'm just checking something. Like, yeah. all these effects are still going on despite the holy water, isn't it? Holy, I drank it, though. Yeah, yeah and Keed is the only one yeah. that drank right. it. Right, that makes sense. Cool. So yeah, uh, Juna and uh, Gwendolyn have still got their one point, and Orin's Orin's got three points. Cool. Yep. Yep. And it takes an hour to make some more, <laughs> and we don't have an hour. How much time have we got here? We might have twelve hours. That's what we had last time. We were stuck in a room. Did you say that Dunamancy is meant to be with like time and stuff as well? Orin? Yeah, were you not listening the first time I explained? Yeah, so this thing this thing is really near it, but I don't know. Like, it, it, It's right at it. Can you see? Yeah, I can see it. My, my question is, do we think, I mean, maybe that time down here might be a di- bit different than what's going on upstairs, maybe? I mean, there's there's no way to, 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 to experiment with that in pra- practice. I'm just saying, like, uh, I mean, maybe time down here is slower than it is up there. I was thinking the same thing, that maybe the, the things on the wall are slowing down time for us in this room whilst the outside it's normal, or it's slowing the effect of the hooker coming down the walls. Well, it, looks like, it looks like whatever's through there is moving, is moving slower than us in here. So they look like they're basically paintings, so they're, very, they're moving really slowly, so they're moving slower than us, right? All right, time's moving up for us then. Uh, look out the window, are there more creatures? Like, there's, there's a bunch of creatures swimming around out there, right? Yeah. And do they all have the same features, like bull face and stuff like that? No, it's it, because of the distance of most of the others. Uh, it's hard to make out exactly what features they have. There is, seems to be a writhing mass, though. Like, again, because of like the painterly style almost, and like you're looking at it through this like gel like substance, you can see lots of limbs. You can see like different creatures that are kind of blurred out. You can see. Um, yeah, ones that seem slightly more tentacled, some that seem a little bit more jagged, but to put a number on it and to put a, any kind of identification on it for anything else, it's, yeah, it's very difficult. Yep, we're not in Dravain anymore, I don't think. No, I think this was really, I don't think we should have even come down here. Um, can I investigate the fire, fireplace? Yeah. I'm going to press the digitate the fire and blow it out. Nice. Yep, it goes out and you realise that the the brickwork behind it is not covered in soot. Hmm. Um, can I identify what it is? Wipe oh, it? It's, it's not covered in anything. It's not it seems to be very clean brickwork behind the fire. Okay. Um, the cast Mage Hand. Mm-hmm. Just, like, touch the wall with the Mage Hand? Um, what school of magic is Mage Hand? 
Oh, I think it is evocation. Does that make sense? Mm, it's not an illusion, is it? No, it's not. Okay, then it um it passes through the bricks. I thought so. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, conjuration, by the way. Conjuration. Thank you. Yes, that makes sense. Um, okay. Tentative, tentatively, next experiment. Uh, I'll just see the scimitar. I'm gonna just poke the brick wall. Yeah. And again, the the sword disappears into the brickwork. Okay. I think this is an illusion, guys. Um, I'm gonna stick my head through the wall. <laughs> oh, great! He is walking through walls now. <laughs> well, if you'd have waited a moment, I would have sent Ruana through, but it's done now, isn't it? Good job, Enkidu. <laughs> what do my human eyes see? Uh, yeah, it's you see, and you can still hear your friends, which is quite a comfort. Um, you see a very similar type room the other side. Uh, there are none of these um, hedrons and, and dunamancy patches anywhere, but there is quite a large... It's, yeah, it's a large space. There's no sofas this other side, uh, but there is a very large bed, a couple of desks, and an older man uh, sat at one kind of he's all skinned orc bald head cropped white beard in a purple robe um the robe's kind of covered in silver patches and he's sort of reclining on a chair uh reading a book how long did you expect us to wait in that room well it takes as long as it takes and how many different versions of our waiting have you seen this one hmm. uh this is the third time for myself mm-hmm. are you coming in i am at least Step into the room. He's disappeared through a wall. Well, let's follow, I guess. Because what else are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Genius suggestion from Wingthrap over there. Oh, thanks, Wingthrap. And I go through. <laughs> Gwendolyn also goes through. We fly through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I will follow. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you all slowly gather the other side uh, and see this this old man. And as you kind of take a few steps forward he does hold up a small hand uh he says, please take a seat where you wherever suits you yeah, sit down Gwendolyn goes and sits on the bed there's no sticky things on where he's asking us to sit i'm assuming no there's nothing sticky in this room did you say there aren't hedrons in this room either no okay well this real furniture is it it's this is real yes what's the point of this other room with the fire and all that nonsense then Just give myself some space I'm just going to go up and poke his cheek and see if it's real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why you... Yes, I'm real. Yep, that's real. <laughs> Goodness sake, guy. And who who are you? And are you dead or alive? Um, very much alive. Uh, my name is Geremir Hastan. We figured. Yeah. Yes, uh, just before we do continue the conversation, uh, Geremir, he calls off, and a door toward the back of the room opens. And Geremir Hastan walks out. This one in a green robe. Same bald head. No beard. No little beard. And looking a bit younger. And then behind him, another Geremir. In a brown suit. Even younger still, with a short crop of black hair on his head. What is going on here? Uh, the youngest says, um. Well, we'll explain everything, don't worry. That's part of the reason that we're all gathered, uh, for the explaining. Great, can you get on with it? Well, just before we do, we've got to confirm the final things. Um, Ugh. Could you uh, present the item? The mask, you mean? You want this thing? His mask? Is that the item you are to present? Says the youngest. 
Is it the item wait, we're presenting, guys? Wait, wait, wait. Well, do do you want to present it, guy? Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm okay. I mean, about half a year ago, I would have said nah, maybe not, but I'm comfortable around you guys, and this guy seems real. So, shall I give it to him? Yeah, don't worry. The entire fate of the world depends on your mask. Just before we do this, could you do me a favor? Could you just like look at my friends? Like there seems to be a condition that's going on that's giving them a bit of the crabby pants. Yes. And before we hand over anything else, I want to ask clarification. We're not all in our right minds here. So we don't want to do anything too hasty, if you know what I mean. The uh, the middle Hastan in the green robe. Did you uh, not drink the tea? Well, uh, I drink. Uh, I, no, I, we're not in the habit of drinking strange things in strange rooms where we don't know what's going on. Uh, it, yeah, it will, it will help with this particular situation. Calm you down. Fine. Well, you could have said that rather than all this mask. Oh, gosh. ridiculous notes on. Gwendolyn walks back through and goes and drinks some yeah, of the yeah, tea. Yeah. I think Juna's going to follow her. Guys, bring some tea to Orin. <laughs> and Kitty's going to wait in a room if people are going to go in and out. <laughs> <It's> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Orin will give Guy a look, but drink the tea. <laughs> nice. Um, anyone who drinks the tea, your agitation is reduced by one. Okay. Have some more. <laughs> <laughs> is there more tea? There's, there's more tea, yeah. <laughs> Something tells me you need to drink this a few more times. <laughs> I'll need the loo. It's okay, we have a toilet. Little chamber pot. I'll drink a second cup. <laughs> and then a third. Orin, over the course of this conversation, <laughs> will slowly become... <laughs> it's a real state of how much we trust you, David. <laughs> we're just like, no, don't we're not going to drink this thing he's laid out to help us. <laughs> uh, the youngest, Hastan, uh, in the meantime, whilst you've been gathering your tea, uh, nobody has approached you guys to take the mask off of you. Um, but the youngest has gone over to a very large book uh, on a table has like flapped it open and is like going through it until he seems to be like checking some kind of index of something he reads it a few more times and then he walks over and gathers himself with the other two hastans and they wave their hands around all three of them in the same movement very quickly and then put their palms flat up and three little symbols arcane symbols appear in their hands one blue one yellow one red and they all kind of Okay. Walks back to the book, double checks. He goes, uh, okay, yeah. And then the youngest steps forward. He says, apparently I'm the one that's to explain it to you. Okay. okay. Um, You're going to explain what the mask is or what this whole thing is? Uh, I can start with the mask. The mask is uh, an identifier. Uh, depending on what... Uh, what actions you've taken, what actions we've taken, ultimately in our system, in the guidance that we were given, depending on which item you presented, would define which string that we're now in and which action we are to take next. So, it was just a, a, a an identifier. Right. Which string? Yes. As in path through time? As in the, the cycle of strings, yes? As in the cycle of strings, yes, and exactly. And what version of time we're currently speaking yeah. within? Yes. Um, Miss Septhorn, do you happen to have Krell's finger still? Yes. Would this do as an item? That may have been an item, or 
and sort of returns to the book, starts opening it up. Um, uh, a rose fan, uh, a, a, a mechanical goose, might have been, uh, yes, yeah, Kralovin Savelt's finger, um, Kralovin Savelt's eyeball, might have been one, um, <laughs> a lock of Kralovin Savelt's hair. There are a great m- number of things that it may have been. Is Kralovin Savelt's butt cheek on there? <laughs> Flips through of three books and goes, not as butt cheek, but uh, <laughs> wow. in all the in all the cycles, that one's never happened. Oh. Um, oh and what gosh. what do you need this for? Asks the person who's been in a campaign with Baby David, where they gave out objects, not understanding what they were giving them to, oh my and released lol. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Do we want to give him? Cr- piece of crowd. We definitely don't we, uh, we don't we don't need anything if you were if you presented the mask then we are in the timeline represented by that in this book. All right. Is there a identifier where we just give you nothing? Uh yes, a great many. Oh, okay. So you want specifics here. Uh, don't worry. Uh you don't need to present any more items. Oh. You just needed to see it not to take it. It's the showing of it that's the identifier. Exactly. Exactly. Unless you wish to give it. I mean, it's a very nice mask. I Present my mask, then. I take it off. <laughs> I hold it out toward them. Thank you. Good. <laughs> uh, well, great. We can have that back. <laughs> cool. The, uh, the older two kind of, like, have sly smiles watching this younger Hastan <laughs> dealing with the five of you. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be the mask bard without it, guy. No, I would not. And he fastens it back onto his face, readjusts it. For the record, guy, you look beautiful with it, but beautiful without it as well. Oh, Jonah. Stop it, we're in company. <laughs> She's right. And um sorry that we've been so mean to you today, yeah. Guy. I think you're on the receiving end of that a bit. Sorry. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Guy. Oh, you know, it's okay, guys, you know. We're family and you know, you all owe me one, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you've saved us from rolled up carpets and you've looked after us again today and thank you. I am the most powerful one here. <laughs> okay, well, let's stop there. That is, that is where I'm going with that compliment right there. Let's not take it that far, am I okay? The leader? I think I'm the leader. <laughs> we, can all, we can all go and touch. We can all go and touch that stuff again. Yep. Okay. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the three Hastans slowly take seats around the room and just, like, watch you all. Can I insight check them just generally? Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like we've not done enough insight check on people yeah. that we've met. And- yeah. what, what are you looking for, Vicky? Like if if they are really him, and if they are really the same person, three different ages. Mm. I mean, what I really want to know is what's going on. But it's not a magic role. Yeah, the the I want to know what's going on role. Yeah, uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Um, from a sixteen, I will say, yeah, the three of them are real. They are physical. They are all there. The different ages thing is very interesting because the. Old, the youngest Hastan seems just amused and surprised at, at what you are talking about, um, and at you, all all five of you. The the middle oldest, and when I'm saying like youngest oldest, like the youngest still looks to be in his like forties, maybe okay. early fifties. Um, yeah, the uh, the middle oldest again looks to be sort of closer to seventy, and the oldest looks, you know, pushing eighty, ninety. Mm. It seems to be a yeah, but from the way that the older two are reacting, there's almost no surprise 
in anything you're saying. The oldest one especially just seems to be not bored of the conversation. And they've said that this is the third time that this has happened. The oldest one has, yeah. So we can understand that maybe the oldest one, this is the third time he's doing it, the middle one the second time and the youngest one the first time. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so what's going on here? Well, and this is the youngest one. Uh, I'm here to explain anything you want to know. Really? You're not here to use us for some nefarious purpose, push us in a direction that you really want us to go, give us some obscure mission that will, of course, endanger the lives of thousands of people in the future that we can't see yet, nothing like that? You can see we've got trust issues. No, we do. Yeah, the tea. The reconstructed body after death, yeah, all that. Yeah, it's bigger than the tea, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, the idea was to, well, there were a great many ideas involved in things, but we found that if we intervened too early, well, that wouldn't help anything. So the plan for this string is to see how this pans out. Okay. This task, this path of action. And um, just out of interest then, so the path of action requires, you know, some sort of catalyst or problem. And, um, well, we've, we've seen some symptoms of a problem. We've seen um, creatures being um, infected um, with some sort of uh, energy, uh, some sort of bad uh, mojo, so to speak. Um, it seems to be coming from, you know, the direction of where we are now. So, and we're just looking in the the room back just then with all the portals, all the insights into another realm. Is that, is that the problem that we have to, the task we have to achieve or do? No. That's unfortunately all of, uh, everything that's happening in this abode uh i caused in trying to in trying to solve a bigger problem the problem that faces the entire country and you don't have enough time in your lifetime to solve it so you have to peer through different timelines to find the best results i'm not very good at peering through different timelines no uh, i left that rather to kralavinsvelt and that's why we have the book that's why we're following a plan and that's what we're all here to achieve. What What are you here to achieve and what is the plan? What is the problem? Well, the problem is the end of Dravain. That's a big problem. And the plan is to stop it. Right. The end of Dravain being caused by... Um, Not the Elish, surely. Not the Elish. Titans tearing the earth asunder. Flames, flood, the dead rising. Well, it's hard to put it into words, but something along those lines, yes. Right. Where should I start? Well, yeah, I've been wondering that because there's a lot of questions, an awful lot of questions. You're one of the founders? Yes. That's a good place to start. From the founding? Yeah. And you've seen our actions up until this point, so you can assume that we know a few things, but of course not the whole picture. Exactly. So, yes, uh, let's uh, take a seat, everybody. Have a tea. This will, uh, I'll answer questions as I go, shall I? Yes, please. Yeah. Let's start at the founding of Dravain, shall we?
Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Episodes 1 and 2 of The Eclipsed Oasis are now up on the Actual Play UK YouTube channel. Ben is playing Splot Clatterpress, a wannabe goblin journalist who has decided the best way of getting a scoop is by throwing himself right into the heart of an adventure. Look out for part three in mid-March. And if you want to see myself, Ben, and the wonderful Jeremy Cobb in a loosely Dungeons & Dragons-themed improv game show, then check out the first episode of Dragon's Jewel Season 4 on the Roleplay Factory YouTube channel. It was an absolute bundle of silliness and we all laughed so much our cheeks ached by the end. Talking of Jeremy Cobb, if you didn't already know, his podcast, Three Black Halflings, are doing a live show in London on the 5th of April. Several of the No Small Roles gang will be going, so if you fancy a little crumpet meetup beforehand, make sure you're part of our Discord server as that's where we will organise it. And if you want to find the links for any of the things I've just mentioned, just check out our show notes or our website, www.nosmallroles.com. As you may know, our goal for 2024 is to try and reach as many new listeners as we can. And we'd love help from you, our dearest crumpets. So please review us, rate us and share the love on social media. Not only does it help new listeners find us, but it also makes us do a happy dance. And you can now find us on TikTok at No Small Roles. There's not much on there just yet, but we are working on some very fun little videos. So watch this space. But that's all from me for now. Let's get you back to Garamir Hastan's mighty law dump. So, I don't know how much you were all taught in your history lessons, if you took history lessons. Uh, young lady gesturing over to Gwendolyn, I assume you had some. Yes, although I found the more romantic stories more interesting. Why? Well, they, I'm sure they are. At the founding of Dravain, the uh, free peoples of the South gathered together. We all signed the Accords, uh, united our country as a whole. Rumath Tarabor, the first king, he approached uh, six of us Arcanists uh, to form the Arcanist Consortium, and we were to set a level of law amongst magic users. There had been some problem in the time of, of, of infighting, so to speak. But not only were we to set the laws and the standards of, of magic users in our new country, he also tasked us with a piece of magical research. Uh, well, two pieces of magical research, so to. The first, at our founding, the biggest problem, the biggest threat to our new country, were the Ailish. The elves, the long-lived races, you see. They were always going to be a threat to us shorter-lived folk, and so Rumath wanted to level the playing field. If there was a way to make humans and orcs live as long as the elves, then the Ailish would not have advantage over us, and it would disrupt the equilibrium within Ailish society and perhaps expand our own borders. And so we set to as that, our first piece of research. Not only that... Uh, Rumath asked Kralavin Savelt to scope out any potential threats that we were not aware of that would cause the end of this new country. And that's what he did. He found some minor threats that we have navigated our way through, through uh, political choices and, and such forth. 
and he found one rather disastrous effect, a disastrous moment that we have not seemed to be able to stop before it starts. And what is this moment? Go on. So, every end of our country seems to be centred on a henge in some way. Uh-huh. We've made plans to prevent the coming calamity, of course. Sir Velt checked the success or failure of each plan with his divinations. We tried destroying the henges, but that only brought about the end of the country quicker. Ooh. We tried uh, defending them, uh, barricading them. That seemed to draw much too much attention to them, uh, and the enemies of state attacked them, and the disaster became much worse. This, I am telling you, is nothing that I have ever personally seen, you understand. These are Savelt's reports on each of our attempts. So it was decided that a delicate approach was needed. We would ignore the Henges and let them become folklore and forgotten within our own country. Didn't necessarily stop the disaster, it did delay it, and it improved chances. And so it was then decided if we could not prevent the disaster entirely... Well, we would form a plan to contain it as much as possible. And that is what we are currently doing. And Erida is in on this. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, Erida, Eldraine, Chargelt, Savelt was indeed uh, Lister, and myself, and of course the king, Rumeth Terrible. And what is it that you're trying to contain? Well, that is the only downside to all of this. We're not sure. You're not sure? In all the... No, um, unfortunately... The versions over... that Krauss see? Over time, you see, the toll of his constant divination began to wear down Savelt. I believe you've encountered him. Yes. Within this string. and More than encountered. The details of his expeditions, they became much more cryptic, unfortunately. We tried to understand as much as we could, but we were never certain whether a success in our plans was true or not. Savelt um, finally broke himself in the divinations in trying to find a path to success, and he returned with a ritual for Rumath to perform. Now, he was convinced that the king had asked him for it, but the king, to his knowledge, never had. Savelt promised it was the key to the success, and he showed it only to Rumath, emblazoned it in his, his mind, and cut off all contact with us shortly afterwards. Considering all of the information that he had supplied, it was... Um, all we could do to leave him to some semblance of peace. And you founders have like a habit of obviously being alive when you shouldn't really be yeah. in terms of natural, you know, circumstance. So my question is, is the king also alive in a way? Uh, yes, very much so. What? It, what? In what way? Specifically what way is he alive? Well, Rumath had some magical skill, you see. He's not the greatest of mages uh, by any means. He was... Uh, a practitioner, but but not an arcanist. However, within his mind lay this ritual that even he could not fully comprehend. This made it very difficult for him to convey what it was to us, and so we did need to keep him alive for the moment that the ritual became necessary to put into force. This ritual has already been tried, hasn't it? Uh, we've tried to understand it, but it has never tried to be performed. So where is he? Where's his um, conscious? He uh, 
is currently in an extra-dimensional space uh, that Bruthus Lister created. In like a tea caddy of holding? <laughs> uh, more like a demiplane. Right, okay. Connected to uh, the throne of the country, as well as uh, those of his bloodline. I knew it. <laughs> Chargelt and Eldraine helped establish a psychic connection between the king and those of his bloodline, you see. It allowed Rumath to advise each monarch. Oh, no. No. Unfortunately, he was... <laughs> he's quite a stubborn man, and being shut away for 600 years, he, he wanted that. He wanted some hand in how the country would succeed. So when the, when the kings sit, when, when the kings and queens sit on this throne, they get that sort of, like, advisor in their head, which is actually Rumeth? Yes, that's correct. Yep. You are aware of the effect that that has had on them, I assume? Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, that became very apparent uh, very early on. And so a, a solution was needed to give Rumath a conduit and perform the ritual um, that would not... A conduit, a, a, a descendant who could contain his full being. Gwendolyn looks over at Enkidu. <laughs> well... Circumstances not what I imagined at all, but I had a feeling that the throne was some kind of trap. Damn it. It's not a trap. The kings are fully aware of it before they take the, the throne. Oh, okay. Well, and does wait, the really? does the um does the uh uh Tisterella, the steward no. Yeah. Uh I believe so, yes. Yes, every monarch um before they take the throne uh is needed to needed for their blood to be applied to the chair itself you see. Uh, a, a blood test to secure the connection. Okay, then my follow-up question is why has Jorilla refused claimants for the past six years? The effects that the connection has have grown weaker over time. We do not have an unlimited amount of monarchs to to continually sit there. So this delay was because we, we are aware of the approaching disaster. It's coming soon? Yes, sooner than we would like, but with the five of you here, then hopefully there is some chance to contain it. Hence why the consortium have been blocking out reports of our activities. You need us alive yes, to help us to the path of saving Trevain, bloody Nora. Alive, unseen, uh, not making too much noise. Obviously, if we were to step in earlier, you would have uh, reacted very differently, as I'm sure than you are now. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely have bailed this country. It's not too late. All right. Still more questions. Where does the abyssal plane tie into all this? Why do you need it? Well, you see, that's um, that was my particular research in trying to uh, create a body that would uh, help house the 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 king. Create a body. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I have. If Gwendolyn looks at Enkidu again, question. thinking yeah. <laughs> the same reason she looked at him before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know everything about our journey so far, even before we were together as a group. And you know that I currently house multiple people within my being. Yes. Wait, so even if I myself don't have king's blood, I, one of the people inside me does. Are they people or are they demons? <laughs> I'm the demon. <laughs> I well yes um you are what I uh discovered to 
my research led me to a creature known as uh, the Mazoku. See, they are, um, when left to their own devices, incredibly dangerous things, but have a, a rather rare ability to uh, absorb other creatures, uh, meld their very beings into itself, and expand their own knowledge and prowess. <laughs> it's this particular ability that we uh, assumed could be used to absorb Rumath Terrible. Oh, dear. Now, with some wrangling, some careful manipulation, the uh, abilities of Mazoku, we, we ha- were able to pass them on to a child, and that child placed into the path of one of Rumath's heirs. And the hope was, if the child could successfully absorb the heir, then it would signal a success in containing Rumath himself. Uh, Erida was not so convinced in the plan, went about building sovereign models, and um, she even hopes that were a Mazoku to be in danger in any way, that, that they could combine themselves with a sovereign model. Which is... Me. What has happened? Yes, it seems so. Sovereign model and a Mazoku. Fuck. Is you, Enkidu? Yes. Yes, a kind of double lock on the plan. <sighs> wow. Okay. Right. It is curious, I must say, that you've taken this form. What, what, what do you mean, this what? form? Well, the child, Mazoku, um, did not look like you, if you don't. What did they look like? Uh, a, a pale thing, white hair, which is perhaps how you came to be, almond-shaped eyes. Uh, they were a very small and uh, it was a very dainty thing. Wait. But who, um, if you don't mind my asking, who resides within you? Well, um, their given names are Light. Alcibiades Monaday, Gilgamesh, Hina, and Kel. Hmm. Yes, I suppose to some, they would have appeared as a kind of light. Oh dear. Naturally gifted with uh, healing abilities uh, yep. as, a, as a small babe, yeah. um, which we took as a sign of, of this absorption, this melting. Normally the, um, the, the Mazoku has their, their true form and then absorbs the others around them, you see. It's just interesting in this case that uh, you seem to be the physical form and and that they then have taken a place within you. Why would they do... I'm more confused. So Enkidu isn't the Mazoku. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. Um, He is the the combination of of all of those he just uh, listed. Wait, so my abilities as a Mazoku are copied from Light, who is a true... Mazaku, we formed and I gained their abilities. So this could have been the other way around. I could have been absorbed into light. Oh, yes. Perhaps they saw something in you that uh, that they needed, that they preferred as a, a physical, I don't know, protector of some kind. This makes a lot of sense. All the time when I was... We've been together, I've been able to use light's abilities. They've been able to give them to me for a time. And I... I never thought this is the reason why. And you, you're you're the ones who brought them into Dravain. Uh, yes, unfortunately so. Are they a threat? Are these are these are these things? Are these people in Enkidu's mind a threat? Mm, no, they are 
only as much of a threat as Enkidu believes himself to be. They are not separate entities, they are all one being. All, all the people, all his friends inside his head? Yes, they make up the full person that is Enkidu. Would Enkidu not exist without them? Well, I mean, that would that is hard to say. So if a Mazaku can absorb people into themselves, can they reverse this process? The thing with the Abyss is that they, um, they do not, uh, these demonic creatures don't tend to wish to do something like that, so I've never seen it done. I'm certain that there is some arcane process in which it is possible, but truly they are, they are creatures that pull in, like, like small voids uh, of their surroundings, you see, and, uh, and have no wish to, to dissect themselves in this way. Well, as useful as that sounds for your plans, it has been a bit of a hindrance for my journey. One of the... Uh, he's breathing very hard. Uh, one of the people I've absorbed has been... Their, uh, their activities and their agenda have been somewhat counter to ours so far. They've been even able to send correspondence once they've gained control of my body without my knowledge because we don't seem to share memories as one being. They all have individuality of themselves, still. How curious. Is that all you have to say? How curious? Aren't you supposed to be the expert? Aren't you supposed to be the person to be able to help him? Help him how? I'm sorry? I need to separate. I need to get these people out of my body. Return into how they were before. Juna takes Enkidu by the hand and gives him a sort of supportive squeeze. Well, uh, I've never researched how to do that. My purpose was to create a vessel that could absorb Rumath, not remove him afterwards. But if it could be done, if, uh, if this severing could happen, what does that, in your best guess... What would that mean for Enkidu? It would be like cutting off a limb. Would there be anything left of him once all of them are gone? There would be something left, but it would be... Uh, it wouldn't be whole. Well, it depends on your definition of whole. I was fully my own man before the, whatever happened happened. So, it can't be too much of a loss. Yeah, you've got memories of previous life. Haven't you? I do. The only thing that's missing are six years after the the event that happened. Yeah. During which Harish managed to die. And I was left wandering... Wandering this realm for however long. Hmm. Do you have any mention of that in all your books? The younger kind of shrugs. The older wanders over to the book, starts flipping through it, but doesn't say anything initially. How many did you say you have six other beings within you? Standby callers. <laughs> <laughs> maths. Maths is happening. Daryl counts on his fingers. <laughs> I do. Uh, you know, kill, cow. I survived his light. So there's five inside. Not counting Eridax. I don't think that counts. That's just a link to the codex mm. rather than her being in there. So there's five inside. Five inside. And then this personality I see before me, uh, Enkidu. As I address you. Yes. It may well be that if 
light had never absorbed another being before, that it merely took them six years to reform. Oh, dear. Right. And Kiddo, I hate to pry into, you know, um, but... It's all right, Warren, we've, we've, we've passed that. You have no memory of the moment where it happened, like what, before that six-year gap? What do you remember of that, the moments leading up to it? Uh, fighting. Long trek into the mountains, supposed to be some kind of mission. Didn't know what, we just went. Then Al- Alcibiades and his men ambushed us in the mountains. We were greatly outnumbered, we fought, and then some kind of burst of light, an explosion maybe. Next thing I know, I'm wandering outside Tillisham. I mean, if light absorbed you all and maybe to save the group had to absorb Alcibiades too? Potentially. And that's what scares me. Why is he important? Well, is he important or was it just a defence mechanism? A means to survive. Yeah, he's, he's safer inside than out. Yeah, he, he is uncommon strong. Yeah. He's well connected. So how would you, um, speaking to the Arcanist, mm. how would you think this all plays into like the big plan of defeating or stopping the Calamity? Well, so from my understanding of it, um, you experience things as you have done. You come to me, I tell you the truth of the matter. And then you move onwards to to Mervai, to, to Rumath, collect him, and then go to Ahenge. And to stop it. Do what? What do we do at the Henge? Assumedly perform this ritual that Rumath has. But surely it isn't safe. All of these other monarchs have gone, well, mad. None of them were capable of housing an additional spirit. Yeah. They weren't a Mazoku or a Sovereign model. No, exactly. But luckily, you have a Mazoku Sovereign model in front of you, so... But what if he takes over Enkidu completely? It's possible. But to save the country, this this was deemed the, the, the part. Well, I think I need an extra opinion. I'm going to inside check. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. for it. Don't... Th- don't think it even matters who I get now. Well, light would oh, actually, maybe be, <laughs> light would be actually, helpful. Light would be great. Yeah. I get a one. Why did why they absorb? Like, fuck off. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> come on, light, baby. Let's come go, baby. Come on, light. Come on, light. Come on, light. Ooh, no. OG. Light has the answers. I light is the OG. really low. Oh. So that's a three on the dice. So that's a seven total. Mm-mm. Seven. Mm-mm. Uh, whether or not it is helpful or not. You almost feel him, like, pacing behind you. Right. Cal's energy is very much, like, up and about. Like, <laughs> I don't like it, Kido. <laughs> don't like it. No, I don't like it either. Listen, I, I, uh, listen, 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 because what I'm hearing is that I'm going to... Is that I'm not out. Is that I'm not going to be out. Not today, you're not going to be out, no. Okay, but I'm just... I'm, I'm just not hearing that I'm... I'm just... Okay, I'm just... I'm, I'm stuck here, aren't I? Yeah, for now. All right, hit him then. Hit him. Just fucking hit him. Hit him. He'll, he'll, he'll bloody vaporise us. Can't, I can't hit him. No, don't care. No, no. That's better no, than this. No, I'm sorry. You're, no. you're being in your head's lovely no, and all stop. that, but... Stop. No. 
we don't have time for this. We're not. We're not doing this. We're not doing this, mate. We're not okay. spiraling out. We're not freaking out. We're not losing control. We've got this. Far. I mean, I am, but but can keep it in here. You can you can lose control in front of me, but not out of there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 We got this. Right. We do. Yeah. Nothing's changed just yet. That is really frightening. What I've just heard that every other person that's spoken to the king has gone mad, and if well, fuck you now. But <sighs> light. All this time has never said or told us anything. I mean, they never talk much anyway, do they? No, they don't. But not a hint, not even, you know, tugging a sleeve. I want to do this. They just followed us everywhere. <sighs> Maybe they didn't know, Kai. Maybe, Maybe they-, they didn't know. I don't know. If they knew, they, they would have said something or signed something. Yeah. Wouldn't they? <sighs> they would. I, I, hey, they've, they've saved us many times over the years I'm sure if there was something they knew that was important to us they would have communicated something yeah 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 alright um when you do get a chance to hit him can I have a go as well yeah I'll bring you out don't worry <laughs> thank you but look if you can talk to light just yeah you know they've kept us safe this long just make sure they're alright and oh, and talk to Alcibiades if you can, because no matter what his disposition, he's part of this as well. So we're gonna need him. Unfortunately, we are. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how much he knew. All right. Can I go hit him? Oh, you can definitely hit him. If, it, if he's not cooperative, <laughs> sock him twice. One for you, one for me. All right. Sorry if it hurts you then. Yeah, I don't worry about it. I could take oh. it. Us, I suppose. We're right. We got this. Yeah, we got this. Okay. All right. I'm not back in the room. None of us know that that's happened, do we? No. No one. Nope. <laughs> whenever that happens, Daryl, whenever you do an inside check, mm-hmm. what is like the physical manifestation of it? Like, what do we see? Is it like a split second moment, or is it like a your eyes roll back and that's sort of <laughs> um? I think it's more like. The world, for me, the my perception of the world has stopped and they, they just kind of just walk out of whatever I see, whether it's a reflection in the pool or they, they walk. Yeah. They're just there, but... But what do we see? In terms I don't think of you see anything. Think, it happens yeah, so we've fast. Never noticed yeah, I think it it, it's moment, like a blink yeah. of an eye kind of thing for us. Yeah. 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 Okay. I always think of it as like, do you know when someone's thinking deep about something that their eyes kind of like glaze over a little bit? Mm. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, a second of that on the outside. It just looks like he's thinking. And they kind of had a whole conversation. Yeah. Okay. And and you have no idea what this disaster is. You don't really know that this is definitely going to work, but what you are asking is very, very massive. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, that is largely the gist of it, yes. We have obviously been preparing in our own ways to help prevent this disaster. Uh, this plan with the five of you is, is one part. Chargelt has uh, secured the consortium, has been researching... The Hendras are trying to understand them as much as we can. Uh, Wingthrop and Eldraine uh, are building armies to secure whichever location it happens to be. Uh, Bruthus, well, he, he did continue searching for an answer to remove the danger at the moment of its coming. But uh, unfortunately, uh, he drove himself quite mad. And we've not heard from Eldraine in a great many years. <laughs> So, uh, not sure whether or not his experiments 
are still on course or not. What were his experiments then? Um, I'm sure they were lovely. He, Eldraine was very much a war-minded folk, uh, oh, a, no. a, a master of transmutation, very adept at creating creatures and weapons. Creating creatures. So I can imagine that's perhaps, perhaps an experiment went wrong in his workshop. Sounds like a scary story. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag check out the gruesome adventures of Deacon. <laughs> oh yes. And you're a you're a fan of all the other founders. We've not always seen eye to eye, but we are in agreement on saving the country. We helped establish it, and we should like to preserve it. Big fan of their methods. Again, I'm not in full agreement, but I'm sure they are not in complete agreement. With mine. <sighs> I mean, I've still got so many questions. Yeah. yeah. The older one kind of looks up and goes, Five minutes left. What? Until Five what? minutes? Till what? This was more directed to the other two. And they seem to kind of nod their heads a little bit. Don't worry, said the youngest. Orin, do you have your goggles still working? A whisper. Uh, <laughs> David, they've probably stopped, haven't they? But I, I can. It's probably I stopped can, by now. Yeah. I can make them work again. Alright. Uh, <laughs> Wanna see if there's dunamancy on the clothes? <laughs> if they're like. On the clothes of them? If they're time clones or something? <laughs> like, what the fuck is yeah. this? I will burn a spell slot to detect magic. Cheers. Uh, whilst there are a number of magical items about them, they're more of the evocation and abjuration kind. They themselves are not, like, dunamantic in any way. They're not. And. When you say they have items on them, do they all have the same items on them? Like, if one of no. them has an evocation thing, the others... No, they oh, don't. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You you understand that it's kind of like, yeah, just various magical items, but weapons of war, those kinds of things. Now, why the three of you? Well, that rather comes to the five minutes, and the uh, my, my method in attempting to, to solve this conundrum, you see, in my abyssal research... I had inadvertently thinned the barrier, you see, into the abyssal realm. And so my understanding is I've crossed over uh, twice. And he gestures to the other two. Oh. Well, three times, I suppose, I did cross over as well. See, the trouble with the abyss is that it exists outside of the cycle of strings. Mm. Trying to get back to an exact point has proved rather difficult. And whilst I have been able to secure myself in returning to my own string, seemingly twice, many other versions of myself uh, have been attempting to do the same, and um, at various points in our lives, we've all ended up here. So you've been string hopping. <laughs> yes, only along my own timeline. Mm. So you haven't yes. made yourself immortal or like the others have. You're generally the I have... age you are. Well, in my early research, I have I have managed to slow my own aging somewhat. What Rumath wanted was to t apply similar teachings to the entire country, to the other races, and well, we never quite got that far, unfortunately. But for myself, I I have. How how old are you each, or in points at the three of them currently? The youngest says, uh, two hundred and ten. The middle kind of raises a hand and says. I'm 356, I think, at last count. Uh-huh. And the old one 
just kind of shrugged. I've lost count. <laughs> remind me how long ago, David, how long ago was Two the... minutes left. Yeah. Okay. How long ago was the founding of the country? 626 years. Yeah. Okay. 626? 624? I don't know. Something like that. David, just checking. Hmm. As um, guys, a person who is very familiar with manipulations, deceptions, lies, we've been hmm. tricked so much and manipulated by all the other ones. This whole thing where he's like, you've got to go to the throne, you've got to go to the hen, you've got to yeah. commit this ritual. Have I... Because Guy's been very quiet, just listening into this and just trying to like mm. process it all. Is there anything in this that sounds off-kilter, sounds like he's trying to make us do something for him, as opposed to he genuinely believes this is like for the benefit of the country, of, of the greater good of our cause, as opposed to his own uh, motivation? You can make an insight check, if you like. Yes, please. I will say, on the surface level, he seems very earnest. He seems to be just very, like, matter-of-fact about it to you. I feel like if I didn't do this, I'll, um, like, all no, of our crumpets would be please furious do, with us. <laughs> Natural 20. Oh, hey. yes! Oh. Let's go! Yoy. So that makes it crispy 27. Oh. Nice. So what you gain from your lovely natural 20 uh-uh. is a complete understanding that everything he has said has been truthful <gasps> whether or not that is scarier or not i don't know but he it has is. just been here here are the facts here it is and whilst you can sense that there is some self-gain from it that self-gain just seems to come from the fact that he's been trying to do this for so long mm-hmm. now and you know all of his compatriots have the whole consortium like the founders have all been on this that it really is the only thing that he's got left there is that that sense that it's like his entire life's work has just been in going into this one plan to save his country mm. I'm going to side a lot to guys and whisper like do you trust me? I trust you and then I do a trust fall on him oh. <laughs> no I'm joking yeah. <laughs> I trust you I'll give him a squeeze on the arm. Okay, um, I turn back to Jeremy. So in all the eventualities you have in that book there, have I been the sovereign model in other strings? Uh, yes, in some. Um, not always. And did did that version of me take to the throne and receive Rumeth and fail? Sometimes, yes, and sometimes no. And in how many of those eventualities are you there when the ritual needs to be performed I to my understanding am never there I am always here so hypothetical very quickly one minute as we're almost out of time one minute and I hold out my hand to the Garamir that's speaking what if you were to come um the youngest kind of looks to the other two the middle uh, kind of shrugs the oldest shakes his head a little bit and then an alarm starts ringing in the other room what i don't think i have time my friend even if you were part of me somehow even then and he walks past he stands up walks past all of you and disappears through the brick wall on the other side what just one of them just the youngest just the youngest, the youngest. i go up and i like press the wall where he's just gone you, you can still pass your hand through it i pull it back uh, sort of Whoa. back through the 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 fireplace you can when you try to reach through, you can't feel him. Okay. Gwendolyn's going to follow him. Guys, we'll follow with Gwen. And then I'm going to follow Gwen if that's... Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Orin is like, the other two are still standing there? Mm. Yep, the other two Hastans are kind of slowly... They're, they're, you know, they're watching you all leave, but they're, they're staying where they are. They seem nonplussed. What about the two of you? If there was a chance for this to succeed, wouldn't your abilities be crucial to saving Dravain? What if I had your abilities? Would the ritual stand a better chance of succeeding? Has that been tried? The now younger, the middle-aged, kind of shrugs and he says, Um, again, not for me, unfortunately. We have another problem to deal with. I don't know about him, he never really tells us all that much. And the old man says, I just want to be myself, thank you. Well, there's wanted to be yourself and then there's the future of Dravain, in which there is none. And I turn. <laughs> have the other three already walked through? Yeah. 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 And Kiddy's go now. Yep. I'm gonna just before I go through the wall and I turn back and look at them and like, you still have a chance to try something different. And the oldest one says, "I've tried, I've tried three times to do something different, and I always end up here." Well, think about it this way: all the other heirs who have gone to sacrifice themselves for the greater good. How can you ask that choice of them and not be willing to risk that for yourselves? Rather than lingering on with the regret that you have, why not just take a chance now? And a more certain possibility? You have the opportunity. And I'm desperate for a way to reverse this process. I don't want my friends stuck and my greatest enemy stuck inside me forever. And with your knowledge and experience, I'm sure there's, there's got to be something we can do. Kind of size. I'm a little bit more worried about the army of demons that's attacking your friends right now. <laughs> yeah, we got a gun. <laughs> um, Orin, we'll, we'll, we'll start backing out towards the door. We're trying to get Kidu to come. We, we should go, buddy. Um, Wait, like, you can still, you can even help us with this. Like, just, ju- just come. I am. And as an Orin pulls you through the, uh, the brick wall, uh, Kidu. You turn to see that a large number of the Hedrons have failed in this next room. They have turned a dark crimson, and slowly and surely you can see a number of horned creatures, tentacled creatures pushing through in various points. And the youngest Hastan is busily conjuring a Hedron in the middle of this room. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh my god! <laughs> what a lore drop. <laughs> god, I'm so excited and also terrified at the terrified? same time. Yeah. 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 So many mixed emotions going so on here. Many, so, so many shit going on. <laughs> so many things. You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master. Ben Galpin as Orin. Chris Watts as Gaius. Daryl Bailey as Enkidu, Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn, and Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. Anan 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.